you go to bed thinking about prawns, you get up thinking about prawns. Where am I going to fish? Um, what am I going to catch here? How to make maximise whatever I'm catching? You know, you don't do long hour upon hour trawls because you end up with a net full of um, damaged prawns. You want quality product. This is Fishtails, a seafood podcast. I'm John Sussman. The prawn fishery of Exmouth Gulf is located on the northwest coast of Western Australia, specifically in the Exmouth Gulf region. It is a large semi-enclosed body of water that extends approximately 80 kilometres from its entrance to its farthest point. Situated near the town of Exmouth, it's known for its diverse marine ecosystem and significant prawn populations. The Exmouth Gulf prawn fishery is a commercially important fishery that targets several species. The most prominent species include the Western King prawn, the Brown Tiger prawn and the Endeavour prawn. These species are highly sought after for their culinary value and are popular in both domestic and international markets. The life of a fisherman working in the Exmouth Gulf is a blend of hard work, skill and adaptability. They navigate the challenges of not only remote location, but their unique seas, the need to collaborate with the small but competitive fleet, and their responsibility to the region's economy while respecting the delicate balance of the marine ecosystem. Lenny Franklin is a career Exmouth prawn gulf fisherman who shares his office with whales, dolphins, sea snakes, and more recently, the many tourists who visit one of the world's most pristine marine environments. Hello, my name's Len Franklin. I'm situated in Exmouth Gulf at this very minute. It's on the west coast of WA. Outside of us on the ocean side of the peninsula is Ningaloo Reef. And we work inside um, in Exmouth Gulf. Um, we're, yeah, it's all worked on sand bottom mostly, flat bottom. And when I first came, there was it was a military base, a big American military base here. They closed down in the early 80s. Tourism sort of stuttered a little bit. We kept going, you know. Um, now tourism's the big thing. We, we just do our thing, um, prawning. From even when I was very young, my, um, my uncle is uh, Michael Kalis, so from when he first started lobster fishing, the prawn industry, we were always there. Um, I did crayfish processing in my high school years. Left school at a loss. Decided to come to Exmouth for a holiday. Got put on the back deck of a prawn boat and never looked back. Started here as a crew. Went to um, Golf Carpenteria for a few years. Got my skipper's ticket. Came back. Started driving here. Um, and that was in the uh, late 70s. Went back up to the Carpenteria, came back here, early 80s, and, yeah, never looked back. Always been here. It was always there, boats, prawns, crayfish, fish. So, yeah. And after leaving school, being at a loss, and then coming here and, yeah, wow, life was different. Truckloads of lobster. Um, when I first came here, just dinghy fulls of prawns. It was just amazing. Because like when I first came, I had no idea what to expect. You know, the amount, how the work went, what we did. 
how we did it. Because we were night, we were work nights and we we're day boats, so we used to come in and unload to a factory every day by dinghy. And um, yeah, that was that had its moments, rough weather, calm weather. The experience of a young Perth boy finding himself on a prawn trawler in the Exmouth Gulf would be an incredible journey of growth, learning and self-discovery. It would provide him with valuable skills, a deep appreciation for nature and a newfound respect for the hard work and dedication of the fishing community. First night, I flew up from Perth early morning, um, met the skipper and the crew. We went out to the boat about lunchtime, had a few hours sleep, pulled the anchor at 4.35 o'clock, went to sea, started fishing just on sunset and we're up all night and total shock treatment, unbelievable, so many things to look at, seafood, dolphins, birds, snakes, um, yeah, just all night, go, 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 <laughs> but loved it, because like for my younger years, I used to, like I rode horses every waking moment during my teens, horses were my life, um, shut that door, opened this door to boating and fishing, and I've never closed it always fishing prawns. This year's 48 years, I think. Yeah, 48 years this year. The Exmouth Gulf and Ningaloo Reef region are an exceptional and truly amazing natural environment. The presence of the breathtaking Ningaloo Reef, rich marine biodiversity, the annual whale shark migration, conservation efforts, the interconnectedness of land and sea and the region's remote and pristine environment. These factors combine to create a truly extraordinary and cherished natural wonderland. The commercial fishing fleet is not only conscious of the fragile nature of the region, but are also highly protective of it. Environment, it's pristine, as the words are, it's a pristine environment. You know, it's really clean, there's no industry, um, no runoffs from anywhere, it's just the, the mangroves, the golf, the fish life, it's, yeah, it's the perfect recipe for prawning and, and everything else. You know, like you, in, one, in one afternoon you can get up and you'll see whales, dolphins, manta rays, sharks, um, birds, everything. Everything's in harmony. Uh, a main species that we chase is tiger prawns, followed by um, king prawns, then endeavour prawns. There are three main um, target per species. Officially, the, the opening date for our fishery starts on the 2nd of April. Depending on, because I do um, fisheries research within the fisheries department, we come and we do surveys of selected areas every year at the same time, same place, and we see what the, the, the catch rate is, you know, um, recruitment from the previous summer because we don't work over summer and then um, depending on the catch rates and the size and the distribution, then we'll determine when we're going to open the season. If, it, if it's not to our liking, we'll delay it. If, if it's to our liking, we'll, uh, we'll start. You know, and we fish all the way through till um, mid-December. And then once again, everything is dictated by catch rate. If it's not good or not to what we want, then we'll either close an area or close the fishery. Yeah, very, um, we're very, you might call it really green. <laughs> a typical day on an Exmouth prawn trawler 
extends from sundown to sunup and involves preparing the trawler, setting course to the fishing grounds, deploying and towing the trawl nets, sorting and grading the catch, performing maintenance and repairs, hauling and storing the catch, navigating challenges, returning to the harbour at sunrise, unloading the catch and taking a rest before preparing the next night's expedition. This cycle repeats as the crew engages in consecutive nights of prawn trawling, maintaining the demanding and rewarding rhythm of life on the trawler. So, um, get up at five o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, boys will, because we uh, freeze the boats, um, boys will make up new boxes, somebody will start cooking dinner, um, quarter to six, because our hours are from six, six in the evening to 8 a.m. in the morning. So um, we'll get all our nets checked, tied, ready, pull the anchor, start trawling from six o'clock onwards. Um, and we shoot the gear out and we have double gear, like four, two nets on each side of the boat. And um, that just sits on the bottom, skims along the bottom. We usually only trawl for maybe two hours, two and a half hours. Um, and we have a and we have a sample net that we put down every 30 minutes, a tri-net, just to see if we're in the right concentration of prawns and if it's, you know, we have a pretty good idea where we're going to be or should be to catch the right, the, the prawns from experience. And we just, all night long, every two and a half hours, gear comes up, prawns are spilled onto um, sorting tables, then are tipped into a water, seawater hopper, up the belt, through a grading machine, um, and if put straight into boxes, or if they're cooked, cooked, refrigerated seawater. So from the time a prawn's caught, anywhere between thirty to forty-five minutes um, before it's processed, either packaged to put in the freezer or in refrigerated seawater, ready to um, to cool out and ready to, for packing. And we'll work all the way through the night till. Yeah, 8 a.m. Just before 8 a.m., we yeah, winch up, knock off, clean the nets, process the last of the prawns, have breakfast, um, yeah, shower, go to bed, get up in the afternoon, do it all over again. Usually about five to seven days because one, um, you, like, we're very healthy eaters and instead of eating frozen foods, we'll come into town once a week, get fresh fruit and vegetable, um, any maintenance work we have to do to the boat, fuel, restock with cartons. So yeah, usually about seven to ten days we'll um, come and go. Because the, the, the furthest we can be from the marina in Exmouth is um, about three three hours steaming, you know, so it's not a, it's not a big journey. You um, You're in Pinched up in the morning, got your gear in, go into the marina, do do your thing. You're gone by five o'clock in the evening. Um, yeah, you can you're back at work by six six thirty. <laughs> yes, yeah, we work seven seven days a week or seven nights a week um, on full moon period. Just before the full moon, we'll stop fishing and. In the very old days, we had the night of the full moon. It was the only night off a month. And then we went to three nights off a month. Now we do minimum number of days is five. 
at the moment we're having a seven-day moon. One, it um, allows for fatigue management for the crews. Um, there's the prawns regroup. If the catch rates are down, it allows them to restock. And over a moon period, a lot of the prawns do this shell change because they're in their spawning mode and um, yeah, soft prawns don't make the money as quality um, table prawns do. So, yeah, and, yeah, you just go hard. Anywhere between 700 to 1,000 kilos a night. We do two and a half hour trawls on an average. Um, my crew will have that, we'll winch it up, turn around, turn around time's about 10, 15 minutes, nets up, spilt, tied, put back in the water, shot away, start trawling again. The crew will process, process say, 200 kilo shot within 90 minutes. That'll be processed in the freezer. And then, then they have uh, um, an hour to sit around, have a little sleep, sit around, have something to eat. Yeah, then we start all that. They always have a little gap between, between trawls. Yeah, it's not, not that hectic. A good crew on a fishing boat is essential for the smooth functioning and success of the fishery. Their expertise, experience, efficient workflow, focus on safety, teamwork and cultural diversity contribute to the overall effectiveness of the fishing operations. Skilled Philippine visa holders more and more play a vital role in the Australian seafood industry, bringing valuable skills and contributing to the viability of the industry. I, I have three crew, myself, um, a mate and two deckhands. Most of our crew at the moment are um, they call them 482s. They're um, Filipinos. Um, it's their professional crew. They're great. They can do all. Yeah, they. Um, at the moment, Australian, Australian, young Australians, very few, very few want to come into the fishing industry. Um, for don't know why, because it's really good money earned. Um, it's clean, happy lifestyle. Well, my son works for me now, and um, he's. For me, this is his third year. He's just leaving this weekend to go to do his, um, start doing his, his tickets so he can take over driving. Um, yeah, he, he loves it. Cause, because you learn many, many skills, many, many skills, you know, from cooking, um, engineering, navigation, people management, uh, managing yourself. You know, you learn lots about, lots about yourself and people. Because it's a little environment, you know. There's four of you on the boat. There's not very. The boat's only 25 metres long, so yeah, you learn. You learn interaction with people, how to manage yourself. The wildlife of the Exmouth Gulf region, with its incredible whale diversity, stunning encounters with whale sharks, vibrant coral reefs, and diverse marine life, is truly awe-inspiring. The region's fishermen's commitment to conservation and research further highlights the importance of preserving this remarkable natural heritage for future generations to enjoy. Some of it's pretty crazy, you know, like for me, I, last year we did a one-hour trawl shot while we were on survey, on research, and we, we got 430 kilos for an hour, you know, and that's just like, wow, you know, we were knee-deep in prawns and um, spectacular. Well, then, you know, like every morning you see the sun come up. Every morning's different. Every evening the sun goes down. It's different. Every night it's different. Even though it's, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, the weather's the same. But it's different. 
You know, you, there's ne you can very rarely say two days in, in a row are exactly the same. You know, the whales come to us. Well, I will drop the anchor in the morning and um, the whales will come right to the side of the boat and look and look at us. You know, because you can see them looking because they come to the surface and little beady eye is there looking at you. Um, dolphins are around all the time. But, yeah, the whales, they, they are spectacular. From when I, first, when I first came here in the mid-70s, you never saw a whale. Now, um, once the whale season starts, which is a little, a little bit quiet at the moment, but, um, yeah, you, you, every direction you look, you'll see one, two, three whales, and it's just all day and night, the whales, and they just, yeah, spectacular dolphins around the boats all the time, bird life, yeah, yeah, you, you, totally, totally, and you'd like, I mean, I, I have, right, sort of strong views on the environment and us, how we interact, I make my living from the environment, we look after it. No rubbish goes, no plastics, no this, no that. Um, you must, I have, yeah, like little catchphrases, you know, respect the wild, don't litter, do this, be like that. The love and care that a fisherman has for their environment and fishery are essential for a sustainable future. By adopting sustainable practices, respecting nature, collaborating with others and nurturing the ecosystem and Fishermen play a vital role in preserving the health and abundance of their fishery. Their love for the environment is an investment in their livelihoods, the well-being of their communities and the precious natural heritage that they have the privilege to be part of. But everybody has that similar sort of look after the environment, don't litter, don't be, yeah, don't be wrong. If they're small, like we, we have policies, you know, you, you fish an area and the prawns are small, you leave because little prawns don't make money, you know. They don't move into the next area and, and multiply and get bigger. And You have to play the game. Even like this year, for instance, it's a change of the weather cycles from La Nina to El Nino. Um, I know that some of the prawns will reduce in number a little bit, but other, like the tigers, will go quiet a little bit, but the kings will come stronger because of the different weather cycle. Me, like I said earlier, my son works for me. He wants to get his skipper's ticket next year. But I want to leave him this environment, this fishery, in as good, if not better, condition than when I first started here because I would want to see him have a life like I've led, you know. We, we have a way of a time. The marine environment significantly influences the flavour of prawns. Factors such as water quality, nutrient availability, habitat, salinity, and species characteristics all contribute to the unique taste profiles of prawns. Understanding and appreciating the impact of the marine environment on prawn flavour is essential for ensuring the highest quality and most enjoyable culinary experience. It's like wines, you know, they'll say, oh, this wine came from that south side of that hill, it's this flavour. Well, prawns are the same from that area over there, those tigers are sweet. Those ones from down there have a little bit of different taste, not as sweet. These kings are really nice. Those endeavors over there are ordinary. These ones here are better, different times of the year. So, yeah, yeah prawn's an unsung hero. 
They they're great. You know, me, I, I, I like me. I don't. We eat prawns because we've always um, checking in for quality control. You always check, check, check. But um, well, see, we cook them on the boat, so within you know <laughs> that prawns caught twenty minutes later, it's going into the cooker, and um, then you, you put them in the in the refrigerated seawater for a while to one to rehydrate and two to get the salty, nice salty flavour. And um, yeah, nice boiled prawn. It's very hard to go past. The commitment and vision of fishermen like Lenny Franklin is vital for the future of premium, sustainable first world fisheries such as the Exmouth Gulf prawn fishery. There's two ways to earn a living, either by your hands or by your head. This is by a bit of both your hands to start with, but then it's your mind, you know, you have to be positive all the time, no negative, always positive. You go to bed thinking about prawns, you get up thinking about prawns. Where am I going to fish? Um, what am I going to catch here? How to make maximise whatever I'm catching? You know, you don't do long hour upon hour trawls because you end up with a net full of um, damaged prawns. You want quality product. That's where the money is. You must always, like we do bycatch reduction with the, with the turtle excluding device fish excluders um, I do I, at the moment I'm running um, a set of nets that have um, little air events to let the snakes out because we do snake research as well you know sea snakes with um, people from Adelaide University we're doing the snake tagging program um, by catch reduction you always it's always in the forefront of your mind, you know, how to make things better. Never rest on your laurels because that's all come and bite you on the ass. you know. You, you must always be going, looking forward for betterment, better. I would say it's a re- everything, like we live a really healthy lifestyle. You, you um, always have positive thoughts, fresh air, fresh food, the ocean. Yeah, you, always, you must... You, you are what you what you environment lets you be, you know. If you live in the city, for instance, you become introspective, you know. You, you're not out there looking forward all the time. Well, here we are. We, I, well, I am. I am always positive. You must be. Let's go catch prawns, you know. Well, see, I've, I've always had a, lived a life of I'm, I earn my living from what I catch, if I if I'm not a positive person or go out and do it, I don't have the money. So if you're positive, go catch prawns. You have money, you know. You look after yourself, always. Got it? Yeah. 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 Get up, go to work. Let's go. And it's like grandfather night every night, because there's only oh no kidding. There's there's six boats here, and we're very competitive amongst ourselves. And um, yeah, every night's opening night, grand final. You, let's go, let's go catch prawns. Lenny's sustainable practices, conservation advocacy, collaboration, adaptability, community engagement, and succession planning contribute to the ongoing success and longevity of his fishery. His efforts inspire others and set a precedent for responsible stewardship, ensuring that future generations can continue to enjoy can continue to enjoy the benefits of a thriving and sustainable prawn fishery.
This is Fishtails, a seafood podcast. A Deep in the Weeds production, I'm John Sussman. Follow us on Instagram at Fishtails Seafood Podcast or email us at fishtailspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay tuned for more tales from beneath the surface of the seafood world every Friday on your podcast app.